Good afternoon and welcome back to God Speaks with Reverend Rondell Terry. Um, last week we basically covered, we're working on a series, is what we're doing, called Body Armor. And last week we've already covered some of the body armor that we must have. Uh, and that body armor we're talking about is being equipped with the whole armor of God. And we've already covered uh, girding yourself in, in, in truth. You know, being able to rightly divide the gospel or being able to rightly divide what's right and what's wrong. And we've already covered the breastplate of righteousness, you know, which which the breastplate covers our, our spiritual, uh, the most vital part of our spirituality or our, or our spiritual organs. And it, it, it helps us with discipline. And this is the breastplate. It helps us with discipline. It helps us with our perspective. It helps us with control of our emotions. You know, so these things are basically a part of the readiness when you're, when you're you know, about to be in a spiritual battle. And we never know when we're going to be in a spiritual battle. So we always need to be prepared. We always need to be girded in truth. We always need, need to be able to rightly divide what's right and wrong. Um, we always need to have the breastplate of righteousness on because we always need to have our emotions intact. We always need to be able to have the right perspective when, we, when we're in a situation or when we're going forth. You know, we, we need to be prepared that, let's say, for instance, if someone comes up to you and they're talking junk to you just, you know, for no reason or somebody you know and you're having a disagreement. You know, instead of coming from self, from the old self, you know, there's a different way and perspective that we can see things. And if we're trying to see things through the eyes of Christ or through the eyes of God, then Maybe we should be praying at that moment. Or maybe that should have been a moment that we should have been fasting. In preparation for what was to come. Because the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he does not play. And so if we're not ready, then we may fall to the devices of the enemy. You know, and and when you have on that breastplate of righteousness, it, it shows you, when you understand it, it shows you how to be upright. And another thing that the breastplate of righteousness does, when you look at the breastplate from the biblical times, there was a, it covered the entire front, the internal organs of the front, but the back was actually out. And what that symbolizes is if you were a soldier in God's army, then you're not even thinking or planning or preparing to run. You're planning to face whatever it is that you have to face. But you're planning to face it in a certain, in, in a specific way, with a specific attitude. Because when you have, to have that breastplate of righteousness on, your attitude begins to change. Because God is beginning, beginning to transform you. And see, we can't conform to what's going on in the natural. When God is trying to transform us in the spiritual, when he's trying to remove our carnal ways in our carnal heart or our carnal mind or our old way of thinking. So when it's time to put on that breastplate of righteousness, this is a, it's preparing us for what it is to come. It gives us that discipline. So when we look at a soldier in the army, in a regular natural army, army of man, there's certain things that they have to go through. There's certain disciplines that they have to have, 
you know, before they even can move forward to physically fight a battle. Because you have to be trained and disciplined enough that you don't just react to what the enemy is doing. You have to be able to listen to instructions. So with the breastplate of righteousness, what comes with that is the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And knowing who you dwell in. And knowing who's, who's protecting you. You know, so it's a time in our walk with Christ. It's a time that we have to be still. And the thing is, sometimes as Christians, we get to a point to where we're no longer humble enough to be still. Because we feel like, hey, we've, we've been Christians forever. And then what happens is when we're not still, we're operating in the natural. And that gives Satan a chance to mess with us in the physical. That gives him a chance to start to play on our emotions, to start to play on our fears, to start to use our memories to bring things back to us that we've already let go. Things that we've may have been addicted to, things that we may have been accustomed to. And see, when we when we begin to get when we begin to get girded in truth, we have to understand that that truth gives us a new life, a new beginning, a new perspective. And so when you're being girded, that's the beginning. And so when you look at it in biblical times, to be girded is to be covered, but it's also to be protected, to be able to be agile. Now, if I have to be agile, why would I need to be agile? See, being agile is being flexible. Being flexible in your thinking because God is, when God begins to transform you, you have to be able to be flexible. You think about the potter and the clay. Clay is flexible. You know, it's not moving all around trying to tell the potter how to, how to form it. And so we have to be that way when we're being girded. But we can't just be flexible to anything because we have to be able to rightly divide what's truth. And what's a lie? Because the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The devil is the father of lies. And so when somebody's coming to you with what's not right or what's false, especially when it comes to the word of God, we have to be in our word. And we have to be able to understand what's right and what's wrong. Not just because they can make it make sense, but that's why we have to be girded with the belt of truth so that we know what's right and see the Holy Spirit helps us with that and guides us through that and so just to go 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 forward we don't want to stay on that too long but I just want to kind of recap where we are today and what we are today is is to shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel right now now that we have some understanding how to rightly divide we have the breastplate of righteousness how to stand upright how to have a certain particular attitude and how to view things in a certain perspective. Now that we've been trained, now that we've been given an understanding, now we know where we're standing and how we're standing. Now we have a foundation. And that foundation is what we have to stick with, stick to, what we carry with us. And that's shot in our feet with the preparation of the gospel. And see, today, we're going to be focused on three main themes or subjects. One, 
Preparation. Preparation is basically readiness. And in, when you're going, you're facing any battle, readiness, readiness is the most important thing to be ready. And that's having the knowledge, having the wisdom of, first of all, what type of enemy are you fighting? Where are you fighting this enemy? What direction is this enemy coming from? These are some of the things that a, an officer in the military, or these are some of the things that the leadership looks at before they go to war, before they go to battle. Secondly, we're looking at perseverance. What does that mean to persevere? That means to be able to endure a circumstance or circumstances. And endurance is, is you have to be patient, but you all, and you have to be steadfast. And endurance don't mean just standing still or being complacent. Endurance means that you're gonna go through some things, but how, what is gonna be your perspective as you're going through these things? What kind of attitude are you gonna have when it comes to enduring? What kind of attitude, what kind of perspective, how are you gonna view your situations in life? Thirdly, the last thing, it's the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace is what we got to have to be able to stand firm. The gospel of peace is Christ's gospel. It's knowing that Christ dwells in God and, and, and that Christ has already go, gone to God and the curtain has been opened so that now we can see and understand who God is through Christ because that's the closest image that we've gotten and so in having that and walking in that way it, it, it gives light to those who you're going to come upon who you're going to see those who you're going to deal with and so that's where we are today we're looking at shining our feet in the preparation of the gospel see as we go through life we will suffer Sometimes trials and tribulations. Some people are going to suffer. Uh, uh, everybody's going to have death in their families. It may be a, a member of your family or it could be a close friend. A sickness, a life-threatening disease, especially now with this COVID-19 going on. It could be a broken marriage or a failed relationship. It could be loss of a job. It could be somebody slandering your name. You know, so all of these things that we go through in our life, there's a, some kind of action or reaction or what's considered as a consequence. Uh, you know, so, so the consequence of such type of things, it affects us in the, in the, in the physical. It affects us in the mental. There's trauma behind that. There's depression and feelings of remorse or regret. There's hurt, anger, and frustration behind that. And all this begins to distract us from God's love, from his grace, from his mercy, and, and, and most importantly, from his will. And so a lot of times things begin to happen in our life and we not recognize that we're who we're fighting. We, we, we're looking at things in the natural. We're not recognizing what we're fighting. 
and that 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 right there is very significant and important in preparation. Because sometimes we may go through something and, and, and we've prayed our way through that situation, but then another situation arises and we're not prepared for it. God said, you are more than a conqueror. So why do we need to be more than a conqueror? Why do we need to be more than what we've already defeated? It's because after we've gotten through or past that, there's something else that's coming. So we have to be prepared. We have to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. And that preparation is more than important. It's more than significant. We have to always be prepared. Always be girded. Always have the breastplate on. Always have our feet shod with the gospel of peace. And so we're going to look at what does it mean to be shod? What does that word mean? It's, it's a biblical term. It, it, it came by back way back in the first century sometime. I don't know the exact date. But to shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. To shod means to bind under. So when you're binding something, you're locking it in place. You're making sure it doesn't come loose. You're making sure... If when you're talking about shoes, the shoes that they were back in the day, they were sandals. And so if their feet wasn't shodded or, or protected or locked down, then when they went to battle or went to fight, it would be very easy for them to slip or for them to fall or not be able to keep their stance or hold their ground. You know, so so let's just kind of look at what the shoes during that time looked like. They basically had straps on them, they strapped up the leg. They had an upper leather so that it, it, it was formed to the feet, which made it easy to kind of move and be more agile. And it gave support. At the bottom of the shoes, there were iron and brass nails. And iron and brass nails represent a lot of things. But just in this case, iron and brass nails made it heavy, made their shoes heavy. Because a sandal was not naturally heavy. But it made their shoes heavy, made it more of the of a design of a, a military, almost like a military boot. And if you look at some of the, the designs back in the, uh, uh, the Roman uh, Nistic era, you know, back in the first century, um, their boots were designed in this manner. They're, they're, they're the first types of Military shoes were designed in this manner with nails, with brass and iron nails. And brass and iron, just look at what brass and iron in biblical times, it represented, it represented rough terrain, but flexible. Rough terrain, but doable, malleable. You know, so, so these shoes that they had on their feet, it enabled them to be able to travel to different places. It enabled them to be able to endure, you know, for a period of time. It enabled them to be able to to go and, and various have various battles and not tire so easily where their feet won't tire so easily or hurt so bad. You know, and if, if you look at if you look at the, the, the shoes or the boots that our military wear now, they're various different types of boots. You may think you're looking at the same boot, but you have boots that, that are considered jump boots or combat boots. You have different various types of boots 
and the, some with the soles are thicker or the soles may be thinner or, or the soles may be heavier in the, the back part of the, the, the shoe or the front part of the shoe, you know, to provide a certain amount of support, to pr- provide a certain amount of agility or flexibility. Because if I'm in the mountains of Afghanistan versus being in the desert, you know, of Iraq, I'm probably going to need a different type of covering or shoe or, or boot because of the terrain. And when we, and see, in the spiritual, when we're shot in our feet in the preparation of the gospel, see, what's so sweet about it is that God has given us everything that we need to be prepared for any terrain, for any type of enemy. Regardless of where we have to fight that enemy, we're standing on truth. We're standing on a foundation that's unbreakable. And our feet, when our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel, he's already, it means that he's made provisions for us already. You know, and, and it helps us deal with those emotions. It helps us deal with our fears when we have on the whole armor of God. It helps us deal with our decision-making, with our perspectives. Let's just take a look at David and Goliath. They were very, they were two good leaders in their own ways. They they both had certain characteristics that made them good leaders. But they were different types of leaders. They were not the same. Let's look at Saul. I want to look at Saul, David, and Goliath. Goliath, he was an enemy. He was an antagonist. You know, he was huge, big, six cubits, stood. He was huge, a man of big stature, a man of fear. But his strength only lied in his natural abilities. Let's look at Saul. And see, and, and let's go back to Goliath. Goliath was a leader of the Philistine army. One of the leaders anyway. But let's look at Saul. Saul was a great leader. King. But the way he ruled was based off of how many men he had. Based off of his natural strength and natural power. In contrast to who David was. See, David was a man... David was, was really not even a military leader or, 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 or special in that way. See, David's strength came from the power and anointing of God. Because David had gone through some things. Not that Saul or Goliath didn't go through things, but sometimes we go through things but, and we don't get the, the true meaning of why we're going through it. We don't realize that that's our testimony. And see, <laughs> the type of person that David was, he was the type, type of person that persevered. He was the type of person that was prepared for whatever it was that was necessary to, to overcome. And if you look at when David fought the bear, David fought the lion, he knew where his power lied. He, 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 he knew that it was from God alone. You know, and, and 
the way the way David operated, he operated under the anointing of God. You know, and, and, and so let's take a look at Saul's faith versus his fear. But we're still talking about David, but I want to look at Saul's, one of the things that Saul said to David. He said in, in, in Samuel, 1 Samuel 17 and 33, David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. Talking about Goliath. For you are but a youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. And this was, David, this was, this was David, David's response. He said, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when the lion came or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and I struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he rose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. See, this show how David's trials and tribulations, this, this is a, that was a precursor to what David was going to go through. And see, the experience that he had when he had to fight prior to fighting Goliath gave him a fearlessness to face Goliath. But not just to face Goliath, he was facing Goliath with hope and expectation and in knowing who and where his power lies. Knowing that in weakness, there was strength with God. And see, this is, this is how David operated. He operated under the anointing. And when you have the breastplate of righteousness on, you can operate under that anointing because you've already been transformed in the phase of being girded in truth. Because there was a moment that you were still and that God began to anoint you through that transformation. He began to break through that carnal man. He began to take away the memories of the things that have happened to you in your life. He began to show and reveal to you what it is and who you are in him. And this is what shouting your feet in the gospel of truth is talking about. It's talking about the foundation now that you have the protection, now that you have the right perspective, now that you have the right attitude, now you can move forward and begin to move forward in the offense or the defense of fighting your enemy. You know, so like I was saying, David walked in the anointing and was strengthened through his experiences. Sometimes we take, we, we allow our experiences that we go through to make us dismay or to make us to, to distract us from who God is. Or we allow our experiences to, 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 to eat on us and eat, and, and eat us alive from the inside out like a disease. And that's why God said, do not conform to this world, but be ye transformed. Because when you're conforming, it's like you're allowing somebody to push you around. Or if you look at Plato, if you take Plato and different colors of it and put it together, now all these things are mixed together. Now they become, it's like it's become more malleable. It's, it's malleable. It's all now mixed together to become one. No, you don't want to become one with your fear. You don't want to become one with a memory that hurts you. You don't want to become one with a memory that distracts you or memory that caused you anger. That's why God said, be still. Allow me to transform you. 
allowing me to take away the carnal things that are in your heart. And so instead of David using his past experiences where that could have been fear, he used his past experience as testimonies to himself. See, sometimes we've got to look at how God has delivered us out of, out of situations and look at, look at the fact that we have a testimony. Look at the fact that we could have been dead yesterday. Look at the fact that we, we, he didn't have to bless us with the job that we have to provide food, to put food on the table and keep the lights on. You know, but we sometimes we seem to take those things for granted. You know, but let's just get back to, to David and Goliath. And see, this was a this was a story of fear versus faith and walking in the anointing power of God. See, there was and, and we have to understand that when things happen in our life, that we don't have to draw on those fears, but we need to draw on the deliverance that got us out of the situation in the first place. You know, and, and see, sometimes people look at us and they don't even realize what we've been through. Because you, you can look at a sword and not, and, not, and not realize that that sword is, is malleable. That that sword can be melted down. That that sword could have discrepancies. We're that sword. Or that sword could be perfect. So you, you never know. And sometimes people kind of, people can judge you by your stature by what, what or who they think you are or by your position in society. You know, but when you look at David, you saw a young boy. You saw a sheep herder. But that's not who he was. And that's not how he operated. That's not how he operated. But let's, just, let's just look at verse 46. We're going we're gonna to continue on. Then you come to me with a sword. This, this is David talking to the giant. Then you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. I, whom you have defiled, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike down and cut off your head. See, when our feet are spiritually shod with the gospel of peace, we know what we're standing on. And who we're standing with. And that's the foundation of David's faith. That was him trusting in God. Now we're going to take, we're going to just go a little further and take a closer look at the, what the gospel of peace means in relation to the whole armor of God. We're going to go to Psalms 4 and 8. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. You can sleep at night resting on the promise of God because you know he will protect you. See, God is, 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 is there even when you're sleeping. And when I think about sleeping, I think about even when you don't know. Even when you're ignorant to the enemy that you're fighting. Even when you don't recognize what's about to happen to you in your sleep. God knows. God protect you. And see, when you have your feet shot in the preparation of the gospel, you have protection, you have covering, you have an understanding, you have the Holy Spirit, you have Holy Spirit to guide you and to lead you. So even when you don't totally understand or what I would consider a sleep, God, God would awaken something in your spirit when somebody's coming forth to you or somebody calls you on the phone or something is about, or the enemy is trying to attack you, the Holy Spirit can step 
before you. And that's, that's what David knew. He knew that he had God on his side and that God would step before him. And see, that's what the gospel of peace is talking about. You know, how to handle your attitude. How to be protected. Knowing who died for you. Knowing what Christ's gospel stood for. Knowing that in Christ, God can dwell in you through Christ. Knowing why Christ died. Knowing that you don't have to deal with the afflictions. Knowing that you don't have to be tricked by the devil. And see, Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth and the life. If you look at John 14 and 16, he says, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. And so when, when we're fighting in a natural because we've, that's naturally, that's what we are used to. When somebody comes at us, we're used to fighting back in the natural. But we have to know that we're not fighting in the natural, that we're fighting in the spiritual. But when, we're ta- when, God, when Jesus says, I'm the way, this can be better seen in Hebrews 10 and 20. By the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. So through his sacrifice, this is how we're redeemed. Through his sacrifice, this is how we're this is how we're protected by the blood. Through what he did, this was grace. This was God's grace. I'm the way. I am God's grace. And when you're talking about the gospel of peace, it's talking about grace. I'm the truth. This can be seen in. This, this can be seen in John 1 and 14. I am the truth. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as the only son from the father. Full of grace and truth. I am the truth. The truth is the word. This is Jesus saying, I am the word. So carry me with you. This is Jesus saying, carry me with you. I am your foundation shod your feet in the gospel of peace. And why do we need the gospel of peace? Because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The enemy comes to cause division. The enemy comes in various ways. So Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the way for you to accomplish what you need to accomplish. For you to overcome the enemy. You know, so we have to so we have to understand that. We have to understand that. And when we understand that, then we walk in confidence and not in fear. And the more that we fear and awe God, the more confidence that we have. And you know, so and when we can walk in that confidence. When we're shotted in the gospel of peace, the, 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 the scripture says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe in me also. And so when we're having on the whole armor of God, 
then we can walk without fear. We can walk as David walked when he had to face Goliath. And see, Goliath, to me, is a giant. And a giant, he may be a giant in the physical, but let's just look at Goliath in the mental in the, in the mental or emotions. How to face your mental and emotions. See, we have many giants in our life. Some people have giants of addictions. Some people have giants of distractions. Some people have giants of poverty. There's so many different things that we that we have to face that can become a giant in our life and we're not prepared to face it. And instead of handling that situation in faith, we handle that situation in fear. And so we have to, first of all, be able to recognize who our enemies are and recognize that that giant can be cut down just as David did with Goliath. If we prepare, if we're girded in truth, if we understand and have the knowledge and wisdom of the word, if we listen, to, if we can be still and listen to the voice of God through the Holy Spirit, then we already know that when we face the giants in our life, that they're already a, 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 a past memory, that we've already won, that we've already overcome or overcame. And, and, and that's what it means to be shotted in the preparation of the gospel, knowing that he died for us, knowing that his flesh was open so that we had a way through, a way to overcome, knowing that he lives in, in God and we, through him, we live in him. So now God can rest in us. So now everywhere we go, we're standing on a foundation. We're taking our foundation with us. <laughs> and so this is why we have to be shot in the preparation of the gospel. Because it's our foundation. It's, it's one of the most important parts of our armor. Because if we don't have anything to stand on, then we can easily fall, trip and fall. We can easily be pushed off of our course. We can easily veer off and begin to act or react upon our own will versus following the will and following the voice of God. So this is why we have to be shouted in the preparation of the gospel of peace. So that when we're ministering, that we're not confused or having to debacle or having to debate with other ministers, other religions, because we're girded in truth. Or when someone comes to attack us, we can recognize what that is, what that's coming from. Recognize that that's the enemy that's trying to attack us because our perspective is different because we're being transformed by the word of God and not conforming to what's happening in the natural. And in knowing all those things, it gives us the confidence to move forward in battle. So I hope you appreciated the word because I know I did it when God laid it on my heart. But these are just some keys to preparing us to persevere through whatever it is that we have to go through. 
you know, whatever it is, whatever giants that we're fighting in our lives, whatever things that we're dealing with, whatever things that we're struggling with, having the whole armor of God on gives us the ability to recognize. It gives us the readiness to be prepared. It gives us the strength to endure and persevere. So I hope that today, after listening to this message, that you're blessed and I hope that you will come back and keep coming back And uh, because we're going to continue this series entitled Body Armor and we're going to continue covering the remaining whole armor of God. God bless you and thank you for joining us in this podcast.